Hello everyone, Pastor Scott here and... Pastor Don, great to have you guys with us. This podcast uh, is called Good News from Good Sam, and this particular episode is the second in our current series of Reimagining... Your Life. Your Life, exactly. And so, well, let's just kick it off. Yeah, last week we talked about you need to think about what you think about, and this week we're going to talk about reimagining your view of yourself. Wait a minute. You mean I have to think about me? Gotta think about you. Uh oh, that's scary. A lot of people would like to improve upon, modify, rethink, reimagine the way they think about themselves or their view of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, last week we talked about the importance of controlling what you think about, letting your thoughts be captive to your secret weapon of Jesus Christ and how it's important if you really want to reimagine things in your world it begins with your heart and your mind it's not an exterior change it's an interior change and so we want to continue a little bit further down that path this week I love it yeah so let's pray and ask God to bless our time together Lord thank you for those that are listening today I just ask that you would bless their lives may they always be aware of the blessings that you pour into their lives. And just ask now as we get ready to dig into your word, that your word would be the blessing it was intended to be for all of us. Help us to learn something from it, something that's going to make a difference in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I think I want to start today by telling you a story about a guy. Just some random guy. It was a Friday night. He'd just gotten paid. His pockets were full of money. But he had nowhere to go and nothing to do nothing to do with so he figured he'd just head on home and as he was walking home he saw a little flyer that was nailed to a telephone pole the flyer said midnight harbor cruise music dancing all you can eat all you can drink 50 bucks departs from dock c midnight sharp he thought man that now sounds like a great deal not something i want to pass up so he heads down to dock c at midnight he gets there there's no boat there's nobody there so he figured he must have misread the flyer, and he was just getting ready to turn around and go home when he gets a bonk on the back of the head. Ouch. Knocked out cold. Next thing he knows, it's the next morning, and he's floating in a little dinghy about 100 yards offshore by himself. His pockets are empty. His money's gone. He's got a big lump on the back of his head. Now he sits up. He looks around, and he notices about another 20 yards or so away, there's another guy in another dinghy. And he's rubbing the back of his head, and there's another one about 20 yards out. And he calls out, he goes, hey, they serve breakfast on this cruise? <laughs> and the other guy says, I don't think so. At least they didn't do it last time. Ouch. <laughs> now, I don't know about you. I don't know if this sounds like your life, but I tend to sometimes make the same mistakes over and over again. Falling that never happened to me. Never. No, you you always learn from the first mistake. Yeah, I wish. Right? I, I don't wish. know why we make the same mistakes so often in our lives. Um, falling for the same tricks, the same lies, doing the same things over and over, winding up with another lump on the back of our heads and thinking to ourselves, why can't I not get a handle on this, right? I just keep tripping over the same things. Well, as I was saying last week, the change doesn't begin with behavior. If you start with your behavior, you're going to fail. It doesn't start with your behavior. Change starts with your way of thinking, right? Internal. The behavior changes come after you begin to change some of the ways you think about yourself, God, all these things that we're going to be talking about in this sermon series. That's why we got to think about what we think about. That's why we got to think about what we think about. 
Ephesians 4.23, theme verse. Paul writes, be made new in the attitude of your minds. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. Ephesians 4.23. Let me give you a little context on what's happening in this kind of theme verse for us today. Right before Paul wrote this sentence, he had a pretty exhaustive list of the things that the people in the culture needed to be mindful of. Things they needed to guard their hearts against, right? Gluttony, uh, lying, uh, these types of things. And he mentions other things. Anger, intolerance, hatred. None of these things that our culture can relate to, right? Yeah, but we don't have problems with any of that. Isn't it amazing? We have matured so much in 2,000 years. <laughs> Human beings haven't changed at all <laughs> in 2,000 years. Un we are not any more sophisticated, uh, it seems, than they were 2,000 years ago in Let's, so many ways. That list, anger, intolerance, bitterness, slander, lying, hatred. Amazing. It really is. <laughs> it's scary. It's just a little bit sad, if you think about it. So yeah. this is why it's important that we take this idea of being able to reimagine our views of ourselves and our world and some of these other areas we're going to be talking about over these next several weeks seriously. So I want to circle three words in that verse. Well, you don't circle them because you don't have them. But I want you to think hard yeah. about these three words. Be made new. right? Be made new in the attitude of your minds. They come from the Greek word ananeo. And I know you don't know that word, and that's okay. But I want you to know the definition of the word. Uh, because the Greek word can be translated to be made new, but it also can be translated renovate. And the reason I want to tell you that is because I think this idea of renovation gets, is going to help us figure this out a little bit. So, I don't know if any of you have ever done a renovation in your house. Pastor Scott, you ever renovated anything in your house? I have not because I am no good at anything like that. <laughs> so, we just have to buy it new. Well, but I, I was going to say, have you ever had anything in your house renovated? Um, to think about that. I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, well, we, uh, we, bad, uh, example. bad example. But we, I bet the people listening have. Oh my gosh. Uh, my wife right now is in the process of thinking about renovating our bathrooms. And so we're getting some bids for that. Um, and if you've ever renovated anything, you know that this is how renovation happens, right? They go in, they tell you what they're going to do. Um, you leave the house for one day, you come back, and all the renovation's done. I've heard that, too. No pain, no stress. <laughs> I actually, no, I've never heard that. <laughs> Man, um, this idea of renovation begins with a destruction process or a re, uh, yeah, well, basically, you've got to tear some stuff apart before you can begin to build some things up. There's some demolition that takes place. So it's kind of really one of the first points I want you to understand is renovation or being made new in your mind begins with demolition. Hmm. Human beings have anywhere from 12 to 50,000 thoughts per day. 12,000 to 50,000. To 50,000. 12,000 to 50,000 thoughts. Think about what you think about. It's a big range. Now, and you said last week 70% of those are negative. negative. 78. And... As I was thinking of kind of re-looking at that, I looked that up in a couple different sources because that just seemed high to me. But all the sources I looked at, they're right in that range. Yeah, but 70, you said 80%. your wife probably has 50,000 and you probably have 12. Right. Yeah. Most guys. You 
Because sometimes it's funny. Women, will, wives will look at their husband and go, what are you thinking? We say nothing. Mm, nothing. And they don't believe us. <laughs> and really, we're not thinking about much of anything. So, yeah, if we're going to have 12,000 to 50,000 thoughts per day, guys, I'm just joking, but usually the guys are on the lower end of that scale. Um, but over time, if you're having that many thoughts per day, once again, we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, we form patterns of thought, right? And if 70 to 80% of those patterns of thought are negative, we need to or demolish some of those patterns of thinking before we can begin to be made new in our minds, right? We need to renovate those negative thought patterns, tear them down, and rebuild them with a more godly view of ourselves. Yeah, because I mean, when I hear the word demolition, it's almost kind of scary. Yeah. But obviously, here, what you're talking about, what you're going to lead us into now, it's kind of a godly way of doing it. Right, it's reforming some of those thought patterns. Uh, You've got to get rid of some of the old ones to build some of the new ones. Uh, Now, I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. I'm talking about the power of biblical thinking, of taking God at his word, and saying what God says, believing, beginning to believe some of the things about myself that God says about me. And this is the process of really reimagining how you think about yourself. Um, if you, Once again, you just try to start with your behavior, it's not going to work. You're going to fail. It's not about good intentions. It's about trying harder. It's about replacing some of these negative thought patterns, renovating them with some new thought patterns. Right? Now listen to this, because this is something that I picked up and I I really want you to understand. Life change, right? This idea of of reimagining our views of ourselves. Changing our lives begins not with our promises, it begins with God's promises. Now let me say that again. Life change begins not with our promises, right? The things that we're saying, we're going to do, we're going to try so hard to do these things. It begins by letting God's promises play a bigger role in our lives. I want you to write that down. You can't. You're probably driving, so don't write it down. <laughs> but I want you to remember what I said to you. Yeah, think about what you're thinking about and then write it down right. when you get home. Because here's the deal. God's not asking you to make a promise you're not going to be able to keep. How many times have we said to ourselves, the New Year's resolutions, I'm yeah. going to do this, I'm going to yeah. do that. And we don't keep the vast majority of them. So he's not asking us to do that. What God is asking us to do is to just receive his promises, to understand his promises. This is not about making a promise you can't keep. It's just about simply accepting God's promises that only He can keep. Hmm. Okay, that's a that's a huge shift. It is. It is. So it's it's less work, and it's less pressure. There's still some work to be done because right. this is now you have to learn what God's promises are. You have to recite these promises. You have to get them into your life. And what I would love for you to do is, if you go to this podcast and you're listening to this, I want you to go to our website. I want you to find the sermon outline for this particular week right this is week two of the reimagine your life series because i have got on that sermon outline a reimagine list nine different scriptures that if you can recite these nine different scriptures for 21 days in your life what you're going to do is you're going to renovate rewire if you will be made new in your mind some of the ways you think about yourself why 21 days because all the studies say it takes 21 days to form a new habit. So for 21 days, I want you to print them out. I want you to put them somewhere where you see them every day, whether that's a refrigerator beside your bedside or maybe uh, where you get uh, beside where you brush your teeth or whatever, and just take 
a little bit of time to read through all nine of these reimagined list scriptures every day. Would you read them for us? Do you think that'd be a good idea? I think so. All right. So li listen carefully as you're driving. All right. So here's the nine scriptures from your reimagined list. First one, favorite one, little mini gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. If you can begin to understand that God loves you that much, that he would send his son to give you life, and you really begin to let that sink into your mind and your heart, it's going to help you change how you think about yourself. And you said mini gospel, and the word gospel means good news. So, I mean, yeah. you're starting out with the good news? The good news. A lot of people say that if you want a verse in the Bible that summarizes what you need to know, what's the most important aspect of the Bible, there it is, John 3.16. Another one, great, great one from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. I am a new creation in Christ. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And this is for those of you that think that maybe you can't change. Or that you're just going to be the same. In Christ, you can be made new. Because in John 8, 36, it reminds us that if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. So you can be set free from some of these old ways of thinking and be made new, a new creation, a new life. And one of the things that's very important about that life comes from Romans 8, 1, when it says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hmm. And if you think you've done something that cannot be forgiven, that cannot be made right with God, you need to memorize that verse, Romans 8, 1. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. A lot of those old negative thought patterns make we feel like maybe we're not good enough. Yep. Good enough for people, good enough for God. And when you begin to memorize some of these scriptures from the reimagined list, you begin to realize that is not true. Right? You begin to understand at a heartfelt level, that you are good enough because there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then this next one comes from 1 John, 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 10, 13. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Think about that. God is faithful. Maybe those three words are the most important ones. Yep. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. God is going to take care of you. He's going to watch over you. All right, 1 John 4, 4. The one who is within you is greater than the one who is in the world. So if you think that you are weak, and that you can't overcome the temptations and the struggles in your life, you might be right if you were trying to do it all by yourself. But that scripture from 1 John reminds you that you are not doing it by yourself and if you let Christ into your life you will have the power right because the one who is within you is greater than the one who is in the world which kind of gets at the last podcast where we said there's a war going on right. and you know I agree with you the devil Satan the evil one whatever one to call but but Jesus God our secret weapon is greater than he right. is he is the, the the power that makes us be able to make these changes reimagine reinvent ourselves Right? Renovate, if you will. Yep. Romans 8, 38-39. Nothing can separate you from the love that you have in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Right? What a great reminder. Yep. Let that sink in. Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We had a wonderful man here by the name of Dan Reese who's recently passed who 
had literally Philippians 4.13 tattooed on his arm. Not the whole verse, just Philippians 4.13, because he believed that. Yeah. And if there was ever a man who learned to reimagine his view of himself from when he was younger to when he was older, it was Dan Reese. Yeah, because he went through a lot of stuff. So much. And he was bitter towards yeah. God for a while and angry and made some big mistakes in his life, but was able to understand that he was able to reimagine his view of himself. And he really reinvented his life yep. because of the power of Christ in it. And then Romans 8.31, If God is for me, who can be against me? I, I love that verse. Uh, another pastor in town says it this way, if God's for me, everyone else might as well be. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, it's so true. I, it's right on the... And so maybe some of you were raised up in a church where, and Pastor Scott's going to get into this yep. a little bit next week, um, where your view of God is that God is against you. That's not what Scripture says. That's right. God is for you, and you're. Once again, I don't want to say too much about that because I don't want to step on Pastor Scott's toes. Well, then I don't have to record my. <laughs> Your life will be stronger, and you will strengthen yourself if you build your life on these truths. There are hundreds of scriptures like this. I'm giving you nine. Once again, go to the website, print them off, put them somewhere where you can see them. It will strengthen the very core of your being. It will strengthen and renovate the way you think about yourself and the world if you start every day or spend every day confessing these truths. Right? When you're under pressure, read them. When you're afraid, read them. When you're tempted, read them. Let these mm -hmm. words renew your mind, renovate your mind, and let the water of the Word of God wash through your whole being, cleanse it of all the stuff Cleanse it, get, get rid of some of that negativity that you don't want in your head anymore. And as you build your life on these truths, it will truly then begin to make a new person of you. You will gradually, for most people this does not happen overnight, but gradually you'll begin to see your life change. Some of those old behaviors will suddenly start to be less frequent or go away altogether. And you're going to say to yourself, wow, I'm not doing that anymore. Something's changed. And I will tell you from my own personal experience, my own life, that long before a pastor, and I was a pastor, I was a guy, I was that guy waking up with the lump on the back of my head in the dinghy, man, just doing the same stupid stuff over and over. I don't want to get too much into this. Let's just say that I am not unfamiliar with the inside of a jail cell. <laughs> Well, Paul wasn't either. Yeah, so, no, he I wasn't. Mean, yeah. so, but he was usually thrown in jail for his faith. I was thrown in jail for my stupidity. Um, and I knew that I had to change my way of thinking. Uh, and so over a period of time, I began to fill my life more and more with the Word of God. Um, I would read it. I would speak it. And over time, it helped me deal with things like my temper, uh, with what I thought were priorities, would the priorities were all screwed up, and they were not doing any good for myself or for other people. And so eventually my attitude began to change because I began to change what I thought about. I began to think differently about my world, about myself, because of God's Word, because of being around other people who, who had that Word in their lives. And it eventually began to change my behaviors. Now for me it took a while because I am a slow learner. Um, in some ways, it took a couple of years. In other ways, it took a decade or even more. But I no longer have the temper issues I had. I no longer have the priorities that were so screwed up. Um, 
Uh, I now learn, have learned how to care about people more genuinely, right? More patience, more kindness, thoughtfulness, and maybe even a little bit less procrastination. Now, here's the thing. I'm not perfect. I'm not even close. Wait, 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 what? What? I, don't tell my wife. She thinks, <laughs> she thinks I'm perfect. Just like your wife thinks you're perfect. Well, wait a minute. You haven't talked to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't talk to my wife. She'll tell you how imperfect I am. But here's the thing. God's not done with this yet, Pastor that's Scott. That's right. And God's not done with our listeners yet. Philippians 1.6 says, I am convinced that God who began a good work in you will carry it through to completion. Right? He's working on you. He'll work on you till the day you pass from this life into eternal life. And he will finish. And that's when he'll completely finish what he started. But the process happens and begins in this world. Now, I want to warn you, this is challenging. Because remember that little war we were talking about? The enemy, the devil, he doesn't want you to be set free. He doesn't want you freed from those negative thoughts. He doesn't want you freed from thinking you're not good enough for God. He doesn't want you freed from this idea that God loves you unconditionally. right? Um, he wants you to not be able to accept that. And he's going to rattle your chains. And he's going to whisper all those old lies to you. All those things maybe you heard from your childhood or from a failed relationship or from a failed job. You're not good enough. right? All this. And he's going to haunt you and harass you. The closer you get to being set free from some of these things, the more he's going to try to tear you away from this new pattern of thinking. But you are not fighting this battle alone. Remember, you have that supernatural power, and the one who is within you is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen. So take God at his word. Declare the truth about who God says you are. Not what the world says you are. Not what your past mistakes have said you are. And truly begin to reimagine your view of yourself. And that can change your life. That's some good stuff, Pastor Don, and uh, I'm enjoying this series. I mean, I've heard the messages already, obviously, but I just I hope our listeners you know, are finding it helpful, too, because it is possible to make that change it is. with God's help. Yeah. Uh, I know I've been in the same boat myself. I can try and try and try, and there's just stuff I can't do without him. Most stuff I can't do without him, but... He wants us to be able to make that that change. So just uh, pray that this is helpful to you. And speaking of praying, how about yeah. if you'd lead us in a prayer? Yeah, so I'm just going to, one more final yeah. encouragement. Just re-print off and read and memorize and make a part of your life for the next 21 do one days, that reimagined list. And so let's close with a word of prayer, shall we? As you... We sit here and get ready to lift our hearts up to God. I want you to search your heart for a moment. What chains need to be broken in your life? Is there something that needs to change about the way you think about yourself? Is there something you need freedom from? Is there a sin that you need to confess to God and say, Lord, you're right, I've sinned, I've sinned against you and others, and I'm sorry, but I know that you can forgive my sins. The Bible promises when you confess your sins, God forgives those sins instantly, completely, permanently. Mm. And so, Lord, right now, 
I just ask that you be with all of our listeners. Help them to take some of these negative patterns of thought that they have about themselves and to give them up to you in prayer. Help them to place them into your hands and begin to replace some of those negative thought patterns with the sure knowledge of how you feel about them. No condemnation, forgiving, loved children of God. Nothing can separate them from your love. And therefore they are a new creation in you. And through you, the old, old life is gone. The new life has begun. And so Lord, I pray that you set them free. Set them free from those old patterns of negative thinking. And help them reinvent their lives in the patterns of thinking that are more in line with how you feel about them. Lord, help each and every one of our listeners begin this day to start the process of seeing themselves more and more in light of how you see them. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Good News from Good Sam podcast from Good Samaritan Church here in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you want more information about our church, feel free to go to our website, which is www.goodsamlv.com. And uh, if you want to submit a prayer request or something like that there, you can do so. Uh, we're just grateful for you listening and uh, would ask if you find it helpful to share this podcast with some of your family or friends for whom it might be helpful as well. Thanks, everyone. Bye now.